Mishnah, in the beginning of the parak, the Mishnah said that Chalil is not the Shabbos Yom. The Chalil, the playing, the playing of the flute, is not the Shabbos Yom. The Gemara brought immediately a brisa that said that, well, that's a machlekes. It's a machlekes if the flute is the Shabbos or Yom. So, we dealt with that, you know, we'll see, we're going to deal with it in another way tonight, as follows. And we said that there's two flutes. The flute for the Simchas Beis but that is totally ancillary. That is just simply serious. That's for sure not Deich Shabbos and Yom. The one that's a machlekes, the one that's a machlekes <laughs> is the musical accompaniment to the daily bringing of the carbon Talmud, and that perhaps is an Avaida. Because if the Avaida of Shear is with a Kli, if the way to do the Shear is with an instrument, well, that's an Avaida, of course it's Deich HaShabbos. If it's not an Avaida, if the main Shear is Bepeh, then it's not Deich HaShabbos. And we were searching the entire Ahmed Bey's for precedent of a machlekes, if Iker Shira Bekli or Iker Shira Bepeh. Is, we know there's Shira accompanying a carbon. We know there's music accompanying a carbon. What is, and we know during the week we had both. We had instrumental and vocal. What is the main, what is the main way of doing Shira, instrumental or vocal? To which the Gemara said, that's the Machlekes, and that's why if it's mainly Bikli, it has to be the So we're looking for precedent for that. So we quoted last night on the top of Nunalaf and Medalaf a three-way Machlekes exactly who blew the instruments, who played the instruments in the Beis HaMegdash. The first opinion was the Avadim of the Kahanim. The Avadim of the Kahanim. They were the ones that played the instruments in the Beis HaMegdash. The second opinion was, not the Avodim of Kehanim, regular Yisraelim. In fact, Yisraelim in good standing, Yisraelim who were able to marry Kehanim. The third opinion was, Levim themselves had to blow the instruments, had to play the instruments in the Beis HaMegdash. And we tried suggesting, we tried suggesting that this machlekes was whether or not it's Iker Shir or Beklir Iker Shir The one that says Zavadim basically says, you know, the instruments is so not important. Because Iker Shir is Bepeh. The main way to sing is Bepeh. And the instruments are so not important. Who plays the instruments? Even Zavadim can play the instruments. It is that, it is that unimportant. And the opinion that says it has to be Levium, the opinion that said it has to be Levium holds no. This is this is the Shear. This is the Avoid of Shear. And we know that the Avoid of Shear was done by the Levium. So if this is the Avoid of Shear that was done by the Levium, this is the Avoid of Shear that was done by the Levium, then it has to be by Levium themselves. And that's how we would have validated this Machlekes. Says the more no. Like we said last night. Whenever you have something extra, it's not the right explanation. Meaning, you explain the mandamar that it's avadim, that it totally doesn't matter, and you explain the mandamar that it's levim, that it better be levim. 
But you didn't explain the main mandamar. You didn't explain that it's Yisraeli. What does he hold? What does he hold? If it's Bepeh, then why can't Avadim do it? If it's Bekli, then why, do, why can Yisraelim do it? Why don't you need Levim? So you failed. You failed once again to show precedent that there's a machlekes of Ikrashir Bekli or Ikrashir Bepeh. And we're going to leave it at that. So, you know, you gave me your explanation in the Mishnah. You tried showing precedent that there's a machlekes Ikrashir Bekli or Ikrashir Bepeh. You failed. We just have one more job. What was that machlek? It's about who played the instruments. So that's what we're up to now. That's what we're up to now. Ella. So I would say it's about ten lines into Nunalaf of an Aleph. Last word on the line. Ella, really, I'll tell you. The Kuli Alma Ikrashir Bepeh. Everyone holds that you could Ikrashir Bepeh and who blew the instruments really doesn't matter. So what's that argument? What's that three-way machlekas? If Avodim blew the instruments, Yisraelim did the instruments, or Levim did the instruments. Versus Bahakim This is the argument. The argument was simply historical. Mar sabar hachavamaisu, mar sabar hachavamaisu. They're just arguing what was there historically. One said historically it was Avodim. One said historically it was Yisraelim. And one, I don't need to hear that. You're here to tell me halacha. What difference would that make? Who did it? Why would you tell me a three-way machlekes that has no difference? That's where it does. Nafkemina lemala meduchin leyuchsin ulemaiser kamifli. The machlekes is what is being on stage in the Beis HaMikdash, evidence of. Which means, which means we know in the olden days, we had certain ways of knowing things, and once you knew that, you needed no further investigation. So for instance, the Mishnah says, the Allah is, if you marry a regular person, you have to check their grandparents to four generations. You have to check four generations to make sure it's good yichas, it's good lineage. Four generations, both sides. If you saw a person, for instance, dochening in shul, you don't need to check. He dochened. He's for sure kind. He dochened. If you see certain people doing certain things, you do not need to investigate anymore. That is good enough. You know, if, if it's good for that, it's good for me. I don't even need to check it. You know, if I saw Rabbi Heinemann eating it, I don't even need to look at Dashkocha. He's eating it, I can eat it also. There's certain things that you don't even need to check because once I see that, I don't even need to investigate further. So the question is, if you saw a guy up on stage playing the instruments in the Beis Hamigdash, what does that mean? What can you do based on that? What do you know about him simply having seen him up on stage over there? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Can we raise you from the Duchen to Yuchsin? Do we know anything about your lineage? 
The one that says that there were servants up there says, do you know what that is proof to? <coughs> do you know what that is evidence to if you were on the stage in the base of Mikdash? Absolutely nothing. Just because you saw somebody up on stage on the bandstand in the base of Mikdash, that means absolutely nothing. You cannot take any liberties based on that. You cannot give a person an upgrade just because you saw him up on stage to assume he has good yichis. And you for sure cannot give him meiser based on that. And the one that says that, no, they insisted on purebred Yisraelim on the stage. So for him, at least, being on stage is evidence of good yichus. Umadamar Yisrael Hayu, and the one that says it was Yisraelim, Ksavar Maylamiduchim Leyuchsim. If you saw someone on stage playing in the band by the sheer, you didn't know if he's a lady or not, but you knew he's a good Yisrael, and you do not even need to investigate his yichus any further. But don't give him your miser because they didn't insist on Levim. And finally, Madamra, Levim Hayu. And finally, the one that said they were Levim, Ksavar holds, Midochen, that seeing a person on stage means a lot. It means, number one, he had good yichas, and he can marry a Kayan. And number two, he's a purebred Levi. So, number one, his kids can marry Kehanim. Number two, you can give him your miser and not look into it and not investigate it any further. Says the Gemara, You could take the liberty that if you saw someone on stage in the Beis Hamikdash, he is good yiches and good levi because they only took purebred levi. End of sugya. Now what do I mean end of sugya? Which means all of this started with an issue. Now we had a steer. Our Mishnah said, our Mishnah said that Khalil not the Hishab Shiyatif. Not the Taqwa. Right off the bat, the Gemara brought a price that says, well, it's a machlaikas if it's the Shab Shiyatif. How did we deal with the stira? We said the one that's for sure not Daicha is Simchas Besa Shoeva. The Chal by the Simchas simply is not that important. Simply not that important. So no one, you're not even going to get an argument. No one holds that it's Deich Shabbos The Chalil that accompanied the daily carbon is a Machlekes, and we tried suggesting, we failed to prove it, but we tried suggesting that that Machlekes is Iker Shira Bekli or Iker Shira Bepet. That was the resolution of the stira that the parak started with that we've been busy until now. says, no. You're on the contrary. The Bryces that said it's a Machlekes whether or not Chalil is Deich HaShabbos is Bashir Shel Shayeva. The Machlekes about whether or not the Chalil is Deich HaShabbos is by the shear of the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. That even then there's an opinion that the Chalil should be Deich HaShabbos, not like our Mishnah. 
Do Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda Savar. Only there by carbon. By oh, there also. It's the next step. Very good. Says Gemara, Bashir Shel Shayeva. Do Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Savar, Simcha Yeseira Nami Deiches Ashabas. Which means, what is the Chalil by the Simcha's Beis Ashayeva? Enhanced Simcha. Simcha Yeseira. No one's going to tell you it's there, Isa. No one's going to tell you it's there, Abonim. No one's going to tell you it's necessary. No one's going to tell you it's Ma'akev. It's Simcha Yisera. It's still Deich HaShabbos. Rabbi Yais Rebuda holds that the Simcha Yisera, that the Cholol provided at the Simcha's Beis HaShoeva is Deich HaShabbos. And the Chachamim say, no, not that. Not that. The Chachamim of Rabbanim Tzavri, Simcha Yisera, ain't a Deich HaShabbos. The Machlekes, the Bryce that had a Machlekes about Cholol being Deich HaShabbos, is by Simcha's Beis HaShoeva. And even then, one man held it is Deich HaShabbos. Then, Avo Bashir shall carve. Hmm. But the shear that accompanies the daily carbon, that the first opinion is that's what Machlik is. No, that's unanimous. Of course it's Deich HaShabbos. Divrei Hakal Avoidahi. It's for sure an Avoidah. It's for sure an integral part of bringing the carbon. It's a necessary ingredient in bringing the carbon. And of course, Vidaich HaShabbos. Of course, it's Deich HaShabbos. So now we have a whole nother way of looking at this Machlekes. Until now, from the beginning of the prayer till tonight, we're saying, no, simply the shirt, for sure not Deich HaShabbos. Carbon, perhaps. Now we're flipping it on its head. Carbon, for sure Deich HaShabbos. You've got to play the instruments by the sheer on the carbon on Shabbos. Machlekes is, is the simple of the simple of the Shoeva Deich HaShabbos. Says the Gemara. Basically. Now, so we have two, so far since we started, we've had, we have two resolutions to this. The first opinion was Simchas Beis Shreva, for sure not carbon machlekes. The second resolution, like we just brought, was carbon for sure, yes, Simchas Beis Shreva is at least a machlekes. Says the Gemara, I'm going to resolve this for you. Basically, Shir Shal Shreva, says Mufarish, that the second way of resolving it is true. Shir Shel Sheyeva, the Shir that accompanied the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, the instruments that accompanied the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Doiches HaShabbos, Diver Rabbi Yisim, Rabbi Yehuda, V'chacham Emarim Af Yontafein Adaycha. There you go. There you have it. Straight out. Zamach Leikas. The Shir, not of carbon, the Shir, the instruments, by the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Rabbi Yisim, Rabbi says Doiches HaShabbos, and the Chacham say it's not the Chashabbos or Yantif. Didn't we have a Mishnah that brought... Yes, that's um, the Chacham's opinion. There you have it. That is word for word, verbatim, mamish, the second resolution that we had. And that's it. Tiyufte, Dereb Yosef Tiyufte. This lays to rest, it schlubs up, the first resolution that we had in the beginning of Perak that we're dealing with until tonight. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. The shear of carbon, well, we'll talk about it in a second. The shear of Simchas Beis Shreva, Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda says is Deich Shabbos and Yantiv. What we were saying axiomatic until tonight, oh, shear of Simchas Beis Shreva, sure not Deich Shabbos and Yantiv. Not true. Not true. Wrong. Tiyofta. Wrong. Everyone agrees that it's possible for the Simchas Beis Shreva to be Deich Shabbos. It's a machlekes. Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda says it is Deich Shabbos and Yantiv. The Chum say it's not. Now, Ben. How about Lema? Can we go even so far as to suggest Lema Bashir Shashayevu Hudapligi? Can we suggest 
that the machlokes between the Chachamer of Yehuda is Bashir shel Kar Bashir shel Sheyevo who debleed. I will Bashir shel Karben Dibre Hakol Deichas Hashabbos, which means we had two versions. We had two resolutions. The first one we've been saying the whole time till tonight is that Simchas Beis for sure not Karben's Machlekes. Tonight we said, Shir Shesheyeva Machlekes, carbon for sure not. One thing we just verified and cemented is Shir Shesheyeva is for sure Machlekes. Did we also cement Shir carbon for sure yes? Or could that remain a Machlekes like her Yezi like said before? Says the Gemara, let's see if I can go for the kill on both of them. That not only are you wrong that Simchas, but you said Simchas Beis Shreyver, unanimous not, that's already machlekes. Can I kill you on the other thing you said? You said carbon is a machlekes. Can I prove everyone says carbon yes? Can I go for the kill? Says the Gemara, Lema, can I suggest Bashir Sheyeva Hu Depligi? Then now that the machlekes is Bashir Sheyeva, Abu Bashir Shal Karbin Divre Hakal Dechas Hashabbos, Lema Taviti Yufta Der Yesi Betarti. Can we say Rabbi Yesi was doubly wrong? Rabbi Yesi said that Simchas Betzeshiva for sure not. He's wrong on that. And he also said Simcha Karbin is a machlekes. Can we say he's wrong on that? And Karbin is for sure yes. Can we go for the double kill? Can we say he was wrong on both sides of his equation? Not only was he wrong assuming that Sheyeva for sure not, because that already is a machlekes, but when he said the carbon is a machlekes, can we say he's wrong about that also? And that's for sure yes. Can we kill him on both sides? Says the Gemara, no, 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 I'm not kidding. Oh, Malachor, Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi will tell you, Pligi B'Shir Sheyeva, Yes, I have to concede I'm wrong about that. It was a machlekes by the Shishel Sheva. Yes, that's a machlekes. Vehu hadim carbon, But I'm still right. It's still a machlekes by carbon. Really? Really? If it's a machlekes by carbon, why are they arguing by Shishel Sheva? Arguing even by carbon. This that they're arguing only by the Shishel Sheva. To tell you how strong Rabbi Yisrael believes. No, to, for Rabbi Yisrael to tell you Shirshal Karben is Deich Shabbos doesn't tell you the fullness of his shita. To say that Shirshal Shayeva is Deich Shabbos, even the Shir of the Simchas Beis Shayeva, which for sure isn't an Avaida, it's for sure just enhanced Simcha. That's the fullest extent of his shita. That's why we said it there, but it's a machlekes everywhere. Sigmara says, Sigmara says, one last thing. This is what you were saying before. If you look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah has some extra words. It says, The Chalil can sometimes be played five days, six days, because it's not the Shabbos. The Mishnah has a whole extra sentence. Mish, Mishnah has a whole extra sentence. And the extra sentence in the Mishnah says that only this Chalil isn't Deich Shabbos. Which implies 
that even the shita that holds in the chal is not the chashavos would agree that the carbon is the chashavos. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Vakatani says the Mishnah. Zehu chalil shabes hashayva. Only the chalil of the beis hashayva. She'ena daicha loyas hashabbos v'loyas hayantif. Zehu de'ena daicha. Tzmashma only the shear of the simchas beis hashayva. The instruments of simchas hashayva isn't daicha shabbos niyantif. Avod the carpet is daicha namani. Who's the author of that? Inim Rabbi Yisroel Yehuda. It can't be Rabbi Yisroel Yehuda because he disagrees with the Mishnah like you pointed out. He says shear shal sheiva is daicha shabbos niyantif. Hamer shear shal sheiva daicha betarti. Sorry, I'm just going over this. Outside of Nebuchadnezzar. We seemed to have a stira. Our Mishnah says, Chalil's <laughs> not Deicha Shabbos. We then brought a Bryce in the Gemara that says that Chalil, it's a machlekes if it's Deicha Shabbos. So we know the resolution will, you know, will rest on the two types of Chalil. Chalil for the carbon, Chalil for the Zimbabwe. So the resolution we said for several nights until tonight was that, that for the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, for sure not the no Machlekes. And that's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is unanimous. The Machlekes is by the shear of the carbon. The shear that accompanies the carbon, the instruments that accompany the carbon, are they Deicha Shabbos or Yantif? That's a Machlekes. That's one resolution. Or the other resolution which we introduced tonight is that no. By carbon, everyone agrees that it's Deicha Shabbos and Yantif. It's a machlekes even if Shir Shasheva is. So, there would be two places that the first resolution could be wrong. First resolution said, Simchas Beis Shasheva for sure not. That's one area. And it's a machlekes by carbon. So the first thing we disproved was, you're wrong. You said Simchas Beis Shasheva for sure not. You're wrong. It's a machlekes. It's That's the machlekes, whether or not it's Deicha Shabbos then we went on to disprove him on the second one. And this thing you said that the shear of the carbon is a machlekes, you're wrong there also. That's unanimous the other way. That's unanimous that it is Deicha Shabbos. So not only were you wrong where you said it's unanimous, you said it's unanimous, I simply said it's not, it's machlekes. Where you said it's a machlekes by carbon, you're wrong also. It's unanimous there the other way that you're high. So in the end of the day, we totally uprooted and disproved the first way of resolving it. The first way of resolving it saying, Simchas Beshreva, for sure not, carbon machlekes, mamish wrong on both. Simchas Beshreva is a machlekes, not unanimous, no, it's a machlekes. And carbon, not only is that a machlekes, it's unanimous, yes. So Rabbi Yaisi, when you resolved it like that, on the first night we started the parak, you were mamish wrong on both. We mamish flipped it on both, and that is the end of that sugya. We'll stop here for Chazar. I will not be here tomorrow night and Sunday. Sorry. So in the last couple of years, we're discussing 
whether or not Iker Shira Bekli or Iker Shira Bepeh. Which means, as we said many, many times, on your average Tuesday in the Bishamigdash, they definitely sang and played instruments to accompany the carbon. Which one is the main thing? When the Torah is Machbar and Shir, when there's a Din Shir associated with the carbon, what exactly is that? Is that, is that Shir Bepeh? In which case, when it comes to Shabbos or Yantif, there's absolutely no need to be dead for Shabbos or Dehi Yantif with the, with the instruments, or is Iker Shira Bepeh? Now, we ended up falling off of that. We said, even, you know, that's Pasha, that Iker Shira Bekli, and you could be dead for Shabbos with it for the carbon. Question is for the simple space of Shreva. That was how we paskin, but Lamaisa, we raised that point. So we just left off Mamish one detail before we start the next Mishnah, the sources for each of those Shittas. That's where we're <laughs> up to. So this is about five lines before the lines get wide on Nun Aleph Amid Aleph. Says the Gemara, My time of the Omar Iker Shira Bekli. What is the reason for the Mandamar? What is the source for the Mandamar that says Iker Shira is Bekli? That when the Torah uses the word Shir, it means instruments. Says the Gemara, told them to bring up the Eila on the Mizbech. And when the Eila commenced, the Shir of Hashem commenced, and the trumpets, and with all the other instruments that David Amalek introduced to the Mizbech. So we see there clearly that when the shear started, it meant with instruments. That is, that is his source. And my time at the Mandamar Iker Shira Bepeh. And what is the source of the Mandamar that says mainly the shear is with voices? And he was like one of the trumpet blowers. And the Meshirim, the ones that are singing, to make heard one voice. So we see from here that the main shear, when the Torah refers to, refers to as voice. And therefore, Iker Shira is Bepet. Says the Gemara, Well, great, you each have your Makar. We're on the first wide line of Nunah from Rav. We, we each have, you each have your Makar. But you also have a Pasek to deal with. You know, you can't ignore a Pasek. You can have an opinion, but you can't ignore a Pasek, says the Gemara. Hachikamar. Hachel. Shir Hashem Bepeh. Now, meaning, when it says Shir, I know it means voice. But what's the cue? You know, you cue up the band. So what's the cue that the voices should start? Their Shir means Peh. The cue that the voices should start is when the, bl- the band plays the first couple notes. You know, the singer doesn't start before the band. The band cues it up, and like at a certain point in the intro, the singer jumps in. So that's what it's saying over here. Hachal shir Hashem, of course, bepeh. Of course, shir means bepeh. How do I know? What's my cue to start? The instruments are there to sweeten 
to enhance the voice. And we all know this to be true, that, you know, a person can have a beautiful voice, but like, when he has, like, a chais, a guitar, and a violin, in the, uh, on a Thursday night, and one of the Bachram's friend uh, was like, a, you know, a violin player from when he was a child. And uh, he played along with the singers by the chuppah, it, it was beautiful. So knows, everyone knows that, like, a nice instrument can improve, can improve, and that's coming from me. Who <laughs> pointed out, you're talking the whole time, how did you hear? But the... The, even you know, a nice voice can be improved with a with an instrument. So that is how he deals with it. Which means he says, "I maintain my shita." Of course, shear means pet. I the pasuk that says the shear was with with instruments. Yeah, to enhance it. And basically, you know what the next answer is going to be. And it says that there was one of the trumpet players and mishayrim. Now, Meshirim, we said it means singers. He says, no, one second. Meshirim means shira makers. Meshirim means shira makers. And yeah, that's what we're arguing about, what shira is. So I have a full right to say, Meshirim means music makers with instruments. Says the Gemara, the other one who says everything is with a voice, oh, sorry, with an instrument, I'm sorry. It's like one of the trumpet players, and the music makers. You assumed it meant with a voice. No, compare the two, they're next to each other. Mishayrim is similar to which is trumpet players. Ma, Bikli, just like the trumpet players is with an instrument, so too the the um, this the singers, which you call them, doesn't mean a voice, it means the music makers. And therefore we have our we have our machlekes, and you know it's just one of these things that you have an opinion, you see a Pasik, you're gonna be able to find your opinion in the Pasik unless you're wrong. But if you're convinced you're right, you'll be able to read the Pasik, and that's what they each do. So again, that was just a you know, a part of the last sugya. And now, we get into the actual description of the, of the, um, Simcha Space So let's try to do this mission. It's a big mission. First of all, Mishle Ra Simcha Space Le Ra Simcha Miyama. If you did not experience the Simcha, the Simcha Space you don't know what Simcha is. Which means the simcha which you think you've experienced, you know, at a, at a, you know, at a yontif or at a simchas Torah or at a chasen or something like that, it doesn't compare. It's, it's a bad imitation. You never saw real simcha. How did it go? On the first night of, of you know, after yontif, so remember yontif Eretz is always one day. So right after the first night of yontif, Yardu Lazarus Nashim, immediately they went down into Lazarus Nashim. Now, we're going to become more and more familiar with Harabayas as we do this. So, um, I don't know the last time any of you were at, like, I don't know why I call it the Kevri Yashafat, which is, okay, we're used to the Kaisel Maravi. Right, so you once went over to the Kaisel Dremi. If you ever walked around, you went to the East Gate, right, that's facing. You know, the wrong side, of, you know, the Arab side of Jerusalem. Harzaisa. Harzaisa, exactly. Harzaisa. So now, if you remember, like, you know, there's like there's the Barthenurus Kevra, there's like the Kevriya Shafa. So Kevriya Shafa, you see a great view. Now, 
You have to remember, Harbais is a mountain. And the Besamikdash was built into the mountain. They did not flatten it. So when you walked into Harbais, you were at a certain level. As you ascended, as you went west, which means you ended up at a Kaisal Marav. Kaisal Marav is in the back of the Kaisal Marav. As you went west, you were going deeper into the Beis HaMikdash complex, and you were also going up a mountain. So every level that you were was A, more to the east of the next level, B, lower than the next level. Because you kept on having to compensate for the fact that the mountain went up. The Kaisal HaKadoshim was in the highest place, the most west, at the peak of the mountain. So you have to keep on going up. So whenever we talk about the Beis Amigdash, we talk about two things, and they mean the same thing. Going west is synonymous with going up. So says the, in fact, the, um, the Gemara Yuma says, it's a very cool thing, that the doorways in the Beis Amigdash were 20 amas high. If you were at the first doorway, the only part of the entrance to the Hegel you can see is this much. Which means the doors, the level kept on getting higher. So you're at ground level here. You're seeing, you know, beneath ground, so to speak, over there because it went up. But since it's 20 amas higher, 20 amas in the air, that gave you the view. You could see a crack into the other end. Because that's how much over the slope of the of the Beis Hamikdash, that's how much it went up. That you know, over the course of the entire depth of the Beis Hamikdash, it went up that much that a twenty on the doorway. By the time you got to the end, allowed you a crack into the last door. That's how the scale it went up. So says the um, says the Gemara. See, Yordu Lezer's Nashim. They went down into the Ezra's Nashim. Because Ezra's Nashim was after the Ezra's Kehanim, which is after the Ezra's Yisrael, which is after, is then the Ezra's Nashim. So they went down. Umisaknen sham tikkun gadol, and they did there a big fix. We'll discuss that in a while, what that big fix is. Now, they set up candelabras made out of gold. Hayusham, there were there. And they were 50 amas high, 100 feet in the air. And Rashi also speaks out. Remember, Harbais is the highest point in Yerushalayim. Um, you know, now when we say Mount Scopus is the highest point in Yerushalayim. But, um, so it could be that Harbais was higher. The Romans locked off the top of the mountain. Um, and also, it could be that Mount Scopus doesn't count as Yerushalayim. But, um, so it was the highest point in Yerushalayim. And these Meneras were 50 amas high. And each menorah had four bowls, four, you know, places where you put oil. Va'arba svalim shel zav, and four bowls of gold, bereshehem, were on the top of each one. And each one had four ladders, one per bowl. Va'arba sulamais, and four ladders, l'kol echabecha. And va'arba yeladim, and four young men, mipirche kuhuna, from the budding kehanim, which is what we call the, uh, you know, the like was where we get the name Pirchei from, the Bodin Kehanim, they used to go up, Ubiyidehem, and in their hands were Kadim Shalmeya Ve'esrim Loig. Each Kayim, each little boy Kayim, went up each ladder to fill each bowl, and each one had 120 Lug of oil in his hand. 
So I looked this up, had to figure this out this morning. It's 15 liters. So it's like you're bringing, you know, I don't know if you ever like uh, schlepped the groceries, if you ever have to do that fun task, and you bought soda for like a bunch of people. So it's like carrying in seven or eight two-liter bottles. So which is, you know, like, which is something we could do, but going up a 50-foot ladder doing it, it, you know, it's not impossible. It's, but it's not, it's not, yeah, it's nothing. It's I can not easy, six, though. Yeah, I can do six of them. Right? So, so each one of these guys carried up 15 liters up a 100-foot uh, ladder. And they're cotton, they're cotton themselves, probably. They don't have right, right. They probably weren't nice thin plastic that are like biodegradable in the landfill. They have yeah. wonderful seven mile bags. <laughs> right, exactly. They don't have, you're 100% right. Um, and then, Shayumatilu, they call Sefal the Sefal, that they would pour into each bowl. And, Mibaloi, from the worn out, Menichse Kehanim, the worn-out uniform pants of the kahanim, umehemenehen, and from their belts, which means your average kain, not a kaido, had four begadim, two of which are the pants and the belt, the other is the shirt and the hat. So Tysus asks, why just worn-out pants and belt? The simplest answer is, is the pants, you know, you ever like go like see the boys' pants? That was like the big decoder. They're like indestructible. So they make, if you want to use, you, I mean, these bowls were huge. So you need like big, thick wicks. So the shirt material and the hat material, you don't want to be wearing like, you know, 100 denier ply stuff on your head. So the, the shirt material and the hat material was too thin. It didn't make good wicks. The pants and the belt was good, thick material, so it made good wicks. Basically, this style jeans. Yeah, so, the, you know, the other question is, I'm like, hey, everyone weighs in on this. It's Me'ila. I mean, this says the kind of had to bury his uniform on Yom, on Yom Kippur. How, how do we just use this for this? So the answers range from, <coughs> this is given by Sassamus or another city, this is the most litfish answer. They were paid it. Like, such a brisker answer. But, um, so, well, you know, all the way to, this was... So one person tries to make the case that this is not a carbon. One person tries to make the case that it's a part of a carbon, but it's like a rough case to make. You have like six connects the dots to do if you want to make that case. Um, but the, the issue is raised. Mehen hoyu From them they would make wicks. Ubehen hoyu And with them they would light. So when you had this combination of these huge wicks with tons of oil, so many of them, four, and each one had four, so high in Yerushalayim, and so high within the Besamikdash, you had like the biggest stadium lights ever. There was not one courtyard in the entire Yerushalayim, She'ena Me'ira, that was not lightened up, and we'll see later in the Gemara that you can even do, you know, there's some, something you get like on a, on a night that's moonlit. It's not dark, but you can't, like, for instance, count, like, uh, you know, ones and tens and twenties with that kind of light. It was so bright, the Gemara says women were able to sift wheat, sift flour in the light provided in their chatzah. So you could be, you know, in the end of the Armenian quarter and, and, still, get, and still get light from this. You could be at Shar Shem and still get light from this. Do we say how many miners there were? How many? How oh, miners, no, don't say, no. 
But it says Menores is plural. Um, so, so that was the that provided life. That's the first ingredient. So so far we said two ingredients: the tik and godel they did in the Ezra's Nashim and the light. Next. Would dance befnehem in front of them. It does not say who the them is. I presume it's the people going to do the nisachamayim. Ba'avukais shalar with torches of light shibidein in their hands. And Rashi says they would juggle the torches. And Rashi says they would juggle four or eight of them. And that's like a cat monk circus style. You know, that's like a serious juggle. Where does and all this come from? I mean, is, the eyewitness testimony. No, no, I'm saying, like, is it not so I mean, like, where did they get, just as all minhug that they just decided... Oh, why did they do this? Where did um, they get all these... Yes, you know, so there's like a lot of chesidish on each one of these, like, which dances they did, what they meant, what shows, what, like, you know, yeah, there's definitely meaning to it. No, no, I mean, like, where, who, who told them to, it was just that they decided to do it. So <laughs> yeah, there was, no, there was meaning to it, it so it was like... From, they learned it out from Sukkot. No, like, no, no, it was like um, symbolic meaning. Um, and the Levian played harps and Nevolim. The best translation I found for Nevolim or Nevolim is a harp. So, um, I mean, like, I know there's different instruments, like in the orchestra, that like, people like me call harps, but there's different types. So that's what those are. One is a harp and the other is a harp. What does Arch Girl say? Cello. Cello. I don't even pronounce that. I don't even know what it is. It says liars. Liars? Yeah. L Y R. Oh. What is that? It's a harp, so it's got more strings and a little bit They're smaller. Ask Google. I asked Google this morning. I typed in Neville, it said harp. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nahab says he brought, they bring a couple of up the theme like Levium he brings three cheetahs in the commentary yeah. oh 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 there's a big hat why the Levium at the door he said bring three sheetas on yeah. Lefneim oh who Lefneim is uh-huh. ah, okay fine uh-huh. he says Levium um, the onlookers is one of them the one that I said please and the people <laughs> the bright, and the, or people by were by the candelabra for the minerals oh for three wow they missed one right <laughs> that yeah <laughs> Says the Gemara. Um, <laughs> it's good I brought it up. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have remained like that for the rest of my life. Says the Gemara like this: Uben Matzaltayim is uh, some type of symbol, a percussion instrument, and Uben and trumpets. Now they raise this question, and I saw no satisfactory answer. Where's the Halil? And we started this practice with why Halil. And there's and you know there's plenty of other instruments like it says in this Gemara. So we said the hall is either the longest, the shortest, the most prominent, the loudest. We said all sorts of answers. Where is the hall in the description? I, I, I'm not I couldn't find a good answer. It, like it's a bother from Kasha. Where is the hall? Um, so then call it Parakat Chatzaytzers. You know, like it, it's a catch twenty two. You need like some type of, like. It's like a catch twenty two. Anything you say, so do that. So, uh, without trying to sound like an amaritz or when it says mishaleres simchas beis and shaykh beis simchas miyamah, is that like a spiritual thing? Is that if 
physical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sheeva means um, there do, was Ruach HaKadosh running wild. Which means, like, you know, it didn't look like a concert. I'm saying, because this looks like, you know, like 1960s on the Gino wedding or something. Right, no, this kid... Like <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is not, not like a, you know... A, but that's what true sound, but I'm yeah. saying, like... No, it, this was, this wasn't like the Cholomite thing with a circus and a Lipa concert at once. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I'm short paid. Yeah. No, I say like what? It, it, well, no, it, the simple. One hundred percent, you're right. With simple space shayva, the shayva means ruach hakedush for shayev. It means ruach hakedush. But people like me and you would be able to be margish that there were people getting ruach hakedush, which means you could appreciate greatness when you see it. And people like me and you, we may not, we may have not been zeched to get the Rachetish ourselves, but we would have seen people getting Rachetish, which would have made an impression on us. You know, like, I'm not that type, but they say, like, you know, anyone that saw such and such a rabbi by Hashan, it's like, never, it was the same. Or anyone saw, you know, Rav Galei, they say, if you say Rav Galei, if you see Rav Galei say Aleinu, you'll never dive in the same. So I was like, I'm not going to say Aleinu like that. But seeing people do that, you know, so I think that's what the godless of it was. What was the big party again for? I know the Sukhmai, why this... Because Ruach HaKadosh was Which means, I mean, it's because we... <laughs> see, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. Because, because it's not explicit in the Torah. So this is like an endorsement of everything else, which means that shows that not only are we in for what's said, as if like, we have to do this, like Mitzvah We're We keep everything, and we're so connected that even if it's not Mephorosh on the Torah, we make a big deal of it. So that's like a ringing endorsement on everything else, and you know, then we get like dividends on the whole thing. That you know, it was that kind of that kind of mice. What's the difference between Nevoah and Kaidish? And Nevoah? Yeah. Oh, massive. Um, Nevoah is a direct communication from the Rebbeinu Ruach HaKadosh is a person that taps into Emes. Um, let me just, very quickly. We had in this week's parasha, in this passage's parasha, it says um, when, when um, Miriam talked to Shemahar and Moshe Rabbeinu, so Miriam told Moshe, Miriam said, you know, why can't, why didn't he have to divorce Nisha Kushis? We also get in the Vuh. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu chided her. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Laiki, Laiki Navdi Moshe, it's not b'mare v'leibachides. It's clear vision and not in a riddle. Smunas Hashem Yavit. He could see Hashem's picture. And you know the Rambam says, and the Gemara says, Bas Baklari Miru. Yeah. So 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 the the difference is the Maral Diskin is Masber that a Navi a Navi saw an image from the Rebbeinu Shalom. Navim saw pictures, and through their training as a Navi, we know they went to Navi school, that's called B'nei HaNavim. <laughs> B'nei HaNavim doesn't mean sons of Navim, it means Navim in training. It's Navim school. So through their training, and the training of a Navi is Tikhanavidus, they were able to see a picture. So Yermio saw a pot boiling to the north and knew that the Beis Hamidrash was going to be destroyed. And, you know, other Navim saw, you know, we, we have, like, we read in half tires. Well, what do you see? I see, you know, I see, uh, you know, um, two burning flames. So that's Asher and Aram, they're going to go down. So, so they never saw the future, like, real They saw a picture, and they, they, they saw knew, a, and they knew like how to... That I understand. Yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu got the right message. The Ruach HaKadosh... The Ruach HaKadosh... The Ruach HaKadosh... The Ruach HaKadosh... 
No, you have, I mean, you most could. people think... I mean, we only no. have from... It's like, well, have the alfalfa, alfalfa, have dollars. You can't go to SEAL school, which means a lot of people apply and they get out the first three days. Can't get to it. Right. right. Same thing. You know, you right. fail out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're misogyny, you're me, this, you could be, you could be a Navi, 100%. I'm saying that they have um, hundreds and hundreds right. of years. Now, so here's the deal. So the Rambam <laughs> says that a Navi, when he, got his, when he got his picture, was not alive. He was in a catatonic state, which means you had to kick him, you wouldn't feel it. He, he wasn't alive, he wasn't dead, he wasn't asleep, he wasn't awake, he wasn't hungry, he couldn't stand. Like you just, Ruach HaKadosh you could get while awake, because you're not tapping into a specific message from the Rebbeinshav, you just have... It's it's a chachmah, It's the deepest chachmah, and, and so like you have like a, a chachmah, an intuition of what the future will be, but it's not a message from the rebbeinu shalom. So that's why they say like the uh, like the disciples, the ruach, yes, they they're have right. Ruch yeah, but not nevuah. Nevuah is bottom. So again, it's intuition for the rebbeinu shalom. What's uh, I'm but it's not a message straight from level. Yeah, but it's 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 a message. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's so, Ruach HaKadosh, yes. So again, what's the difference? A Navi is a prediction, a Navi is a prediction about the future. A, a Ruach HaKadosh is a perception of a current truth. Ruach HaKadosh is not telling the future. It's able to like, sense a truth that's here now. Uh-huh. Anyway, we digress. Um, says, says the Mishnah, who is this week's part? It's still Monday. Um, uh, <laughs> we go for the mission or go for yeah, okay, fine. Um, so the cliche believe this far without number. Al Chamesh Esrei Milois, this would all take place on top of the 15 steps, Hayardis, that go down, may Ezra Sisral, Ezra's Nashim. So there were 15 steps at the edge of the Ezra Sisral, which is the Azara, that went down to the Ezra's Nashim. <laughs> that what? Huh? That what? That's what everything we described happened there. Happened there. The dancing, the juggling, the band, everything happened there. Those are the steps when you see a picture of the base Yeah. So, yeah. And everyone's allowed to be there. Yeah, so point. so all Israelim are allowed in the Ezra Israel and Ezra's Kaihanan is not a separate place. The final fifteen Amis, as you go west. In the end of the of the Azara is off limits to Yisrael. It happened in the middle of the Mizbeach. Because you have the door of the Heichal, you have a space between the Heichal and the and the Mizbeach, the Ulam Mizbeach, and then the Mizbeach took up a lot of space. In the middle of the Mizbeach would be up until where Yisraelim are allowed to go, and there and past heading I'm heading east backwards is all Ezra's Yisrael. Then the Ezra's Nashim was down those steps. Um, so, the um, um, so what? Why were there fifteen steps? Keneged the fifteen songs shir hamalos. the shir that goes up, the shir of the steps. That's where it comes from. Sha'alehem that that on on top of there levim oim demiklishir. That's where they stood with their klishir, v'aymrim shira. You say that in Tehillim we have shira miles 15 times. Yeah, the 15 shira miles. 15 kapitlaf, that's where shira miles. Yeah. Um, I see you don't say them every Shabbos in the, uh, <laughs> in the winter. 
I never counted, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you which pack pick I was up to? <laughs> the hell it was one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Says the Gemara. Va'amdu shnekehanim. You know what? We'll do, we'll continue from Amdu shnekehanim tomorrow. Let's pause. So um, we started last night the Mishnah with the process of Nisach HaMayim and um, we said that basically what the Simchas Vesashoeva was is they set up so you know again the Besamikdash complex was was on Harabayas and when you enter the Beis Hamikdash, a regular person, Rashi says this in the end of the Mishnah, a regular person, you could enter on the sides, there are plenty of doors on the sides, but your average person, I guess that's how, where, where most of the people lived in your shrine in those days, you entered on, like, you know, you entered on, you entered on the east side, which is the lowest part of the mountain, which is where the uh, Ezra Sisron was, which the Chatzar was, which was, you know, the general outside of Harabayas, and you kept on walking westward, and as you walked westward, you were doing two things. You were going towards the Kaddish HaKadoshim, and you were going up in elevation, which is why different places had steps to get to that actual, because you were also walking up a mountain. The Kaddish HaKadoshim was the westernmost part of the Beis HaMikdash, the most holy, and you know, as you went through from east to west, you went up in Kedusha and up in elevation. So they would start the Simchas Beis HaShoeva in the Ezra Sisral, which is where they lit the, uh, the huge uh, candelabras that illuminated all of Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim was, you mentioned last part, was just the old city, no? It's not the old city that we know. Um, when I was there, just in the winter, they, they like, showed me where the old, old, old city walls were. It's a different... Closer, or was it Yeah, it's, it was a smaller city, so and, smaller. and I think it extended the other way, but like, I'm not sure about that. Um, so they would dance there, and then they would make their way out in order to, so to speak, greet the people bringing in the water the next morning. So the Simpsons of Shreva went from the, you know, the western part, the, the most Kaddish part, they danced out from the Ezra to the Ezra westwards in order to greet the people bringing in the water and bringing it back. They went eastwards and they danced back to bring it back westwards. I know that makes that one up. <laughs> um, so we are up to on Nun Aleph on the base, the middle of the Mishnah. And we are up to about six lines in. Va'amdu Kehanim. So it says that they made their way to the steps that went down from the Ezra Sisral to the Ezra Snashim, 15 steps we said last night. And two Kehanim stood in the gate on top of those steps. She yared Mazisrolashim, that those steps go down from Azisral to Ezusnashim. And they had two trumpets in their hand. So, Kara HaGever, when the Gever called, so if you ask people what is Kara HaGever, half of them will say Gever is a man, and half of them will say Gever is a rooster. 
And you're both right. It's a machlekes in Yuma. What Gever is, Kara Gever is either the crier in the Vesa Migdash or the rooster. And this was, Tysus deals with this, this was way before Alois. It was before Alois when the Kara Gever was, either the rooster or the man, alerting us that Alois is in the offing. So when they heard that, Tiku Vahariu Vitiku, they blew with their Chatzaitzris, a Tikiya true Tikiya. And then they descended five steps. When they reached the tenth step, they blew again, and then they went down the rest of the steps. Finally, when they reached the Ezus Nashim, which again is going down and east, they blew another Tkia Truet Kia, and that Tkia Truet Kia they blew in for a long time. They blew for a long time until they reached the easternmost gate. So those guys had like, you know, nice set of lungs. They, they blew from the bottom step all the way, at the big distance, all the way to the easternmost gate of the Harabais complex. <coughs> when they reached the easternmost gate and they were about to depart, the um, the uh, the uh, whole Harabayas complex, they turned back. They turned back from the east, which they were heading, Lamar to the west towards the towards the Kedush um, Hakadoshim, and they said as follows: Our forefathers that were in this spot. And this is referring to, there's a uh, Pasuk in Yechazko Parakhas that discusses one time when people rebelled. So this was led by Yosniyahu ben Shafan. Yosniyahu ben Shafan, Shafan was a good guy. Shafan was the one who read the Torah to Hezekiah. Shafan had three sons, two of whom were good, one of whom was bad. This is the bad one. So Yosniyahu ben Shafan led a group of rebels. And they, uh, they were mired in the Rebbein And what they did is they purposely faced their back, and when we get to in the Gemara, we'll see they did other uh, despicable acts, facing the Hachach Hadashim. So as part of our Silchas Beis Shreva ceremony and like the celebration, we say we would never do such a thing. So we turn around, look at the Kodesh HaKadoshim, look at the Heichal, look at the Ulam, and say... We're not like them. Our forefathers that were in this spot, they faced their backs towards the Heichal. And they faced themselves east. And they bowed east, as if they're bowing to the sun. But we, we, our eyes are to Hashem. They would repeat this. We are to Hashem, and to Hashem are our eyes. Why is it? Why is it? This week's parasha. Yeah. 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 Why that? Why that? Be okay. The, 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 from Darizal, places.
You can't describe it. I grabbed a saw and shot this. But it's, I promise it's something. Says the Gemara. Tanra Bonon. Mishalei Ra, Simchas Beis HaSheva. Someone who never saw the Simchas Beis HaSheva. Lei Ra, Simcha Meyamav. Never saw Simcha in his days. So, I saw someone bavarni what you were asking. That in other words, the Gemara say, the Gemara say, I don't understand. The Mishnah elsewhere says, So, so what, what, what are we saying here? So there's, there's a couple of Mahachim. We could be saying that even though this was in the second Mesa Megdash, and it was like, you know, a cheap imitation of what we had in the first Mesa Megdash, <coughs> and they're more important days, it still was good. Or it's saying, as far as a simcha per se, not part of a day, not part of like, you know, Tuba of they were happy about other things, they, they talk about, I don't have a great answer to what you were asking last night, but, you know, this is where they ask it. You know, they're saying simcha, simcha, Right, right, so that's what, we, that's what we went with last night. So, Mishalei Ra Simchas Beis Hashoreva, someone who never saw a Simchas Beis Hashoreva, Lei Ra Simcha Meyama. He never saw what a true Simcha is. Mishalei Ra Yerushalayim B'Tifarta, somebody who never saw Yerushalayim in its glory. Lei Ra Krach Nechman Me'elam, never saw a beautiful city. Mishalei Ra Beis Hamikdash B'Vin Yonai. No, anyone who hasn't seen the Beis Hamikdash when it was built... Never saw a beautiful building. Which base Hamigdash are you referring to? There were three Bate Migdash. What? Yeah, Shlema built one. That lasted the whole 410 years. Then Nehemiah built one. That lasted half or till 170 years left of Bayashani. Then Herdis, Herod the Great, rebuilt, rebuilt Bayashani. Now, Herod, um, Marijuana has like some quality, like sprouts about the act. <laughs> it was a megalomaniac, paranoid, schizophrenic. Um, so he said, like, like, he did terrible things to the Yid. Herod was not a good guy. But Herod loved to build. So in one of his like, um, good moments, when he wanted to atone for all the bad that he did, he tried showing that he you know, was a good guy by rebuilding the base of Migdash. And Herod knew how to build. Um, when I was in, again, when I was in that sub we went to Herodian, which is um, Herod's summer palace. It's in the Shtachim. It, it's, it's literally a <laughs> castle built into a mountain. I mean, it is so cool. And this is, this is Mamish, you could see something Herod built at the same time. He was a magnificent builder. So you put everything into the base Hamidrash. The measurement of the how many years the second base Hamidrash that includes. Yeah, yeah, that's saying overall. That includes the one seventy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last overall four twenty. It was it had the original building and the and the Herod rebuild. He destroyed it, and he's the one that no, he built after Kavanaugh. Um, he was way after Kavanaugh. Yeah. yeah. So was it a remodel? Got destroyed yeah. by Hanukkah. Got yeah, destroyed yeah, by yeah. But no, it was, he was way after Hanukkah. That day, they had to rebuild on their own. This was like his own. His own thing. Rashi says on that third one, he says, Yeah, he took it down and rebuilt it, yeah. Oh, but not that he did. Not, not in a bad way. He took it down like, you know, like, you know, like people do for a remodel of the other house. Yeah, exactly. How long was it out of order? But he order? kept up the, like, the hole for tax purposes. <laughs> How long was it out of order? Huh? How long was it out of order? I don't know. I don't know if it ever was, you know, down for real, but... Um, okay. Open their construction. Yeah. <laughs> Harden their dust. 
Um, right. But my Banyi, what did he build it with? What was so impressive? What was so beautiful about this Binyan Hurtis? Says the Gemara Omar Rabba, Ba'avne Shaisha with white marble, Umarmara. Sorry, Shaisha is regular marble with veins, and Marmara is white marble. Ikadiyamri, some say, Ba'avne Shaisha, white marble, Kuchla, and blue marble, and Marmara, white marble. Apik Shafa, and the way he did it, it went out a row, meaning a row of bricks, the Ayel Shafa, and then it went in a row of bricks. Kihechi Delekabal Sida. This way it could take more cement, which means they're very heavy, these bricks, and, and if they would be just flat, it wouldn't be able to hold the amount of cement or whatever they used to you know, secure bricks to each other. It wouldn't be able to hold that much of it to make the building tall. So he did it like in a staggered way, one in, one out, that when you spread the weight, then you could put a lot more weight on the wall. So several Lemeshayim Bedava, after he built this beautiful marble wall, he wanted Lemeshayim to cover it to make a covering, to plate it, bidava, with gold. Amrulei Rabbanan, the Rabbanan told them, you know, Shavke, leave it alone. You know why? The Hachi Shapertzvei. The way it looks now is more beautiful. Why? The Mishazi, it looks <coughs> like the waves of the sea. And Rashi says, Rashi literally says, it was an optical illusion. Because you had these three colors of marble. You had the white, the veined, and the blue. And you had the brick staggered. So if you stare at it with your eye, it looks like they're moving. Because it's different colors, and it's not flat. So it gives the appearance that it was moving. And when you have that combination of blue and white moving, it looks like the waves of the sea. And we know that, the, you know, that's the same thing with Tchelis and Yotzitzis. No uh, advertisements for other programs going on. Um, it, look, it looks like the tails and the tzitzis, which are supposed to remind you of the sea, which is supposed to remind you of the sky, and it's supposed to give you Yerushalayim. And, and it's mamish, it, it, has the, it has the effect, because it's moving, of mesmerizing you and getting you to, to stare. So the Gemara says, the Rabbana told him, no, 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 don't put gold on it. Yeah, that wasn't even a skabana for it to, for that to happen? It was, it was definitely, no, you should know. <laughs> Everything Harry did, I, I never heard this from anyone. I didn't hear this from one. I'm not a historian, and I didn't hear this from our tour guide in Eretz Yisrael. But my wife found, like, mosaics from, from Herodian, which she took, which they stop you if they catch you when you leave Eretz Yisrael. All the tiles were blue. I, I don't, I'm not a historian. I don't know if this is fear, but I think Harry liked blue. You know? Oh yeah, he yeah he, he did. Didn't even know what yeah, he didn't know what the effect. Evolution. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't know about. It. Yeah, he, the Gemara says he built it because that's the uh, the building codes that you could get more cement in that this way. This was on the inside or on the outside. Whether he was Jewish or not. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> yeah, I mean, we passed him as an abbot. I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, because no, because I think I think it sounded like at first, you know, he only had money to build it marble, and then you know he got a little richer and like he said, okay, I have enough gold to, to cover it. Everybody wants to go from one side, and this is the whole thing. And I was like, it, it sounded like different stages, but he definitely was happy making a blue. So, um, so says the Gemara like this. Tanya. Okay, that is, so that is those Mishalei Ra's. Now the Gemara adds one more Mishalei Ra. Tanya. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, Mishalei Ra, Duplustin, the amphitheater, someone who never seen the amphitheater, Shal Alexandre Shal Mitzrayim, of the Jewish city in Alexandria in Egypt. He never saw the glory of the Yidden. Now, um, what happened was, is in Bias Rishon, in Chorpen Bias Rishon, meaning the Gemara we're talking about here is during Bias Shame. But in Chorpen Bias Rishon, so, so there was naturally, Bubba was attacking us, and the two, sorry, let's start from the beginning. The two competing empires were. Always. And that's why Eretz Yisrael is always a strategic piece of real estate. Because always the powers to the north of Eretz Yisrael, you know, Phoenicia, Aram, Syria, Bavel, Paras, they're all to the north and heading that way to Eretz Yisrael. They're always competing against the southern kingdom, which started out in Egypt, ended up in Greece, and ended up in Rome. Those are always, and like Mamish, on World War I, Va'ad Bechlal. That's why Eretz Yisrael is Mamish in the middle, that's why this happened. Um, so, in the first base Hamikdash, obviously our oppressor was Bavel. So there was a big, big, big movement amongst the Jews that, hey, if Bavel's our enemy, <coughs> who should we naturally team up with? Let's naturally team up with Mitzrayim. Yirmiyah Navi warned Kali Yisrael, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. You are not going to experience any safe haven in Egypt, and 90% of the Yidim listened to Yirmiyah Anavi and went to Bava. 10% of the Yidim went to Mitzrayim, settled in Alexandria, Shalmitzrayim in Alexandria. We'll see where it got its name from soon. 10% of the Yidim settled in Mitzrayim, and they prospered. And Yirmiyah Anavi, even though they didn't listen to him, he, went, he lived with them. Yechaskel lived with the Yidden in Bavel, and Yirmiyanavi lived with the Yidden in Mitzrayim, even though they ignored him. That, you know, that's, that's you know, the godless Yirmiyanavi. And eventually, Yirmiyanavi wasn't right at first. And they said, hi, this is what he's talking about. We're prospering, and we'll see in a second. And then eventually, Rashi says here, this is when they got their punishment for not listening to them. So, but while that community lasted, it really, really was something to see. You never saw that show. You never saw the glory and the honor of Kali Yisrael. Amru, they said as follows. This is how it looked. It was a huge amphitheater, semicircle. We had this before the Beis English. It had rows within rows, which means you had concentric circles going around the amphitheater. Concentric circles one after another. Stiv lefnimi stiv. Pa'amim, 
So, yeah, the gears here is not like very clear. Um, I think we have to take off. Um, sometimes shahayuba kiflaim kiyets mitzrayim or. The other girsa is pa'amim shahayusham shishim riba kiyayitz mitzrayim. So it's it's a machlek as a girsa as if there were six hundred thousand people there or one point two million people there, either six hundred thousand or double six hundred thousand. Let's just go with the conservative girsa. There were six hundred thousand people there. Vayuba and there was set up in front of the shul. Ayin aleph katadrois shalzav seventy one chairs of gold. Y71, Kenegat Ayanal Shal Sanhedrin Gedeo. Resembling, you know, commemorating the Sanhedrin, which was also 71. Kol Achas Achas, and each one of these chairs, Eina Pchusa, weighed no less than Esrim Be'echad. The Grot takes up the word Rebai. That's, that's uh, fantastic. Esrim Be'echad, Kikrei of 21 bars of gold per chair. Ubima Shal Eis Ben Tzisiya, and there was Ben Tzisiya, and there was a wooden podium in middle of the shul because if you have 600,000 people, which is, you know, you know, picture like a mall in Washington by like a march. That's how many people you're dealing with. Um, so you have 600,000 people without microphones. So how is the guy in the back row going to know when to say amen? So you had a, uh, you know, like the guy that waves the flag at a NASCAR race in, like, in the middle of the Bima. Bima Shalei Sven Tzi'ya. The Chazen HaKnesses Eimed Aleim. The Chazen, the Gabai of the Tzibra stood on it. V'hasudarn B'yadein. He had handkerchiefs in his hand. He had flags in his hand. And he would wave the flags. V'kevin Shehigi Alanes Amen. When he waved the flag to answer Amen, um, when it was time to answer Amen, he waved the Siddur, and, and that's when everyone answered Amen. You know, there's a famous Kash over here, the Rishayim asked, you're not allowed to answer Amen to a brother you didn't hear, there's not allowed to be a delay in Amen. Maybe your father's whole tape on this. Oh, uh, Makes sense. And the answer is, is because, yeah, I can't answer Amen to a random brother, but I know what's coming up. I know, like, the next bracha is Machaya Mason. I just don't know when they're up to Machaya Mason. But if he's waving the flag, so I know it's Machaya Mason. And the next time he waves the flag, I know it's Atta Kandish. And the next time, etc. Says the Gemara of Aitr Valoy Hayu Yesh and They did not sit mixed. Doesn't mean men or women, it means professions. El Zahavin Bifnei Atzman, goldsmiths by themselves. The Kaspin Bifnei Atzman, silversmiths by themselves. Vinafachim b'fneiatzman, blacksmiths by themselves, tarsiim b'fneiatzman, people that made um, um, uh, you know metal workers by themselves, gardiim b'fneiatzman, weavers by themselves. What was the purpose of this segregation? When a poor person came in there and needed a job, so he knew what talents he had. He said, I'm a such and such, so he automatically made his way to that section in Shul to find the job. He would recognize the people of his profession, and he would go over there, and from there he would have income, and he'd be able to support his family. Says the Gemara, 
and they were all killed by Alexandrus Mukden, by Alexander the Great. Now, the uh, Rabarach Ranchberg and others take out that Girsa, Alexander the Great. That doesn't make sense time-wise. Because Alexander the Great learned the Harus with Aristotle, and Aristotle was his Rebbe, and Alexander the Great said, Enkel Daryavish. Now, that would place him in the beginning of Bayes Rishon, uh, by the beginning of Bayesheni, and this is way at the end of Bayesheni, if not later. So this is, they say, Alexander the Third. It's a different Alexander. <laughs> huh? He didn't. Alexander the Great did not live very long. I forgot exactly what. Like Baron, <coughs> eating was a dangerous avocation in those days. You know, like you guys didn't last very long. You know. His father was Philip of Macedonia. His son was Philip of Macedonia. These guys have like genetic diseases. That, you know, they married their cousin. Like, never mind. Um, so, but, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly to what age Alexander Mukden lived, but he didn't live two hundred years. So they, so they take out Mukden. When did they get together? These big. Uh... This every Shabbos in Jewel. This was yeah. every Shabbos. You mean when did they get together in this <laughs> place? Every job. I don't know. Weekday Shabbos. I don't know. <laughs> you know that you know they had Shibach and Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like one big recruiting event. Good cash, yeah? Trying to beat the sign. No, 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 that can't be, yeah. <laughs> so he says, well, that's terrible. What a, a beautiful Jewish community got destroyed like that. My time at Ianshu. Why did they get punished? Says the Gemara, Mishim the Avri Ahai Kra. They were over on the following Pasik. It says in the Torah, you should not go back to Mitzrayim on this way. And they returned to Mitzrayim. So, by the way, you know, there have been Yidden like the Rambam that lived in Mitzrayim. So, even though the Rambam used to sign all his letters, that's how the Rambam signed all his letters. But what was the Rambam chapter? So, there's a bunch of heterim to live in Mitzrayim. Number one, the good old, if you need a Parnas, you could. Number two, the Rambam was an Ainus. But there are Rishanim that say. Huh? Because when he was, he wanted to travel from Spain. He wanted to travel from Spain to Eretz and like you know, it's not like you stop over in the airport, go duty free, and get your next flight. So he was there for a while. So the the um, whatever you call the leader, he found the Sultan found out that he's a doctor and said, okay, you're my doctor. So like you know, it's an offer you can't refuse. Um, but other Rishonim learned that you're only now at a Gomitzrayim. You're only now to go back to Mitzrayim if you follow the route that Yaakov Avinu, what you can't return to Mitzrayim the way we went to Mitzrayim or the way we left Mitzrayim. But if you don't trace the route that either we went down to Mitzrayim or we left Mitzrayim, there's no love to go to Mitzrayim. You know, real Rishayim say that. 
Anyway, Yasa, when Alexander came, Ashkechinu Davakar Besifra, he found that they were reading in a Sefer, which, if you go through, Gemara brings up a lot, this is a form of minor nevuah, that you go find a kid learning a Pasuk, and whatever the Pasuk the kid is learning is fortuitous, you ask him, you know, what's your Pasuk? And he tells you, and the Pasuk they were reading is, Yisa Hashem Aleph, Hashem will raise up against you, Goy Meirachai, a nation from far. So he says, Amr Michti, he talked about himself, Hahu Gavra, this man, talking about himself, my journey should have taken from home to Alexandria ten days. Bo Lamesi Svinta Basariyemi. Bo should have Lamesi to bring Svinta a boat. Basariyemi. It took ten days. But Dalia Zika had headwinds, lifted me up the wind. Dalia means lifted me up. Zika is a wind. Voasi Svinta and the boat came. Bahamishi Yemi in five days. So he took both of these as a sign from heaven that he was supposed to destroy the Yidden. After all, the Pasuk called for it in the past. And look, HaKadosh Baruch just made a huge nace. He made me arrive in half the time that it would have taken normally. And Vikatlinu, he killed the entire Jewish community of Alexandria, Egypt. None of that sad note will stop. So the Rambam signs his name like a lot of I mean, he even says that it's like 